Welcome back, everybody, to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and I've got a solo episode for you today where I am talking about binge eating. So I went into some detail about uh, common triggers, why it happens, how to move forward, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this. If you do, please take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And as always, if you can help this show grow, you can do so by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And this episode is brought to you by The Muscle Feed. So I got to shout out The Muscle Feed because when you need convenient workouts with expert programming, it really does not get any better. All you need to do is follow The Muscle Feed on Instagram at The Muscle Feed or check out themusclefeed.com. All right, let's get into the episode. So I wanted to talk about a topic that comes up a lot and I feel like, you know, there's some misconceptions and I just wanted to give my perspective on a semi-controversial topic um, and that's with regards to binge eating. Now, I just want to preface this by saying that I am not a psychologist. I am not licensed to treat eating disorders, but there are certain things that I think we need to discuss when it comes to binge eating um, and certain causes and just, you know, I'm just going to give my take on it. And if you guys have any questions, you know, you can always hit me up. So first, I just want to, you know, when we're talking about binge eating, I'm talking about legit binge eating. I'm not talking about overconsuming like you went to Cheesecake Factory and you crushed your whole meal. That's just you ate a lot of food. But I'm talking about you went to have one cookie and you ended up having 17, which I've done before. Or you intended to have two slices of pizza and you crushed an entire pizza plus dessert, which I've also done before. So I'm talking about legitimately this feeling of uncontrollable overconsumption um, where there's often feelings of guilt and shame afterwards. You didn't intend to do it. Uh, So we're not just talking about like you ate a lot of food because of you were out and whatever, Um, you know, that happens. But from the perspective of binge eating, there's usually a couple reasons why it happens. So I'm going to break those down. So the first thing is just being overly restrictive. And it seems simple, but yet we continuously do it. So there's a few different ways that restriction can manifest itself. The first is if you are somebody who considers certain foods totally off limits. Now, this can be with with regards to a specific food group, like you consider carbs to be the devil and you're never going to eat carbs again. Um, it can also be with regards to uh, food quality and saying like, I'm only going to eat clean foods, whatever clean means for you. So basically you have anything that, that comes with a list of rules where you can't eat something. It could be sugar, it could be carbs, it could be you know bread, it could be fruit. Basically when you're applying restriction and you have this thought in your mind that something is off limits, that's restrictive. Um, there's a difference between saying that you can't have something um, or that you don't want something. Now, when you're following a protocol that establishes this restrictive mindset, the likelihood that you're going to binge is much higher. So you are relying solely on willpower in that scenario. Basically, um, you're, it, let's just use the carb example. 
You've decided that carbs are the devil. You're never going to touch them again. Now you're exposed to carbs every single day. So every time you pass by your cabinet, every time you go out with friends, um, every time you're at the office and somebody brings in donuts or whatever, you're basically your willpower is being tested several times um, throughout the day, every single day. And willpower is a finite resource. So eventually you're going to cave. And I've seen some people who have gone years, but then when they do give in and their willpower fades, they binge in epic proportions. And oftentimes it's hard to get back to that place because once they kind of break the seal, so to speak, then it just kind of creates this cascading effect. Um, And oftentimes they can feel a little bit lost about where to go from there because the only thing that you knew was this restrictive pattern. So typically we'll see some form of restrict, binge, and then the answer is to restrict again, which we know is not the answer. Uh, And then it rinses and repeats itself. Now, the other way that we restrict is through certain days. So oftentimes you'll see people who are like, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'm only going to eat clean or only going to eat specific foods, um, whatever kind of rules you're establishing to be totally on point for the for the weekday. Um, And then the weekend rolls around and you want to have a little bit more flexibility. But because you've been so restrictive and so on point during the week that the weekend comes and you have that 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 break and you know the seal is broken and then you know it kind of manifests itself into an epic binge on the weekends and that cycle can can repeat because you'll start feeling like shit on Sunday night you're like all right Monday got to get back at it so we see this all the time it's super common and something that I've experienced myself uh, and it is a difficult mindset to get out of because you know we try and think that all right well I just overconsumed all this all these calories and so naturally I want to balance things out so you know starting Monday I'm just going to eat super low and not have any treats or whatever when really the answer is to not be so restrictive during the week so if we can just take that concept which has good intentions that concept of balance is a good idea we just need to apply it uh, more effectively so understanding that during the week you can actually eat whatever the fuck you want there is nothing that is off limits any day of the week it doesn't matter that it's monday you can have pizza on monday it doesn't matter that it's thursday you can have ice cream on thursday once you remove these rules and this you know very strict guideline um, you'll see that the weekend binge episodes will be few and far between so you know when it comes to like eliminating to- like food groups as we talked about in the first example if you don't like carbs you certainly can make the choice not to consume them but we get caught up in this you know kind of this thinking that I can't have them and that's where the issue is so make the choice uh, and again this is something that you know really takes more mindset work than anything else but you really have to come at it from a place of I'm doing this because of my personal preference or how it makes me feel internally, what I've noticed with performance. You know, there's a diff- there's a ton of different reasons to 
make specific food choices. But again, the key word is choice. So you're not saying that I can't have these things. You're not setting up these restrictive guidelines that you have to follow um, or these rules that you have to follow. It's a conscious decision um, based off of what you're experiencing internally, how it's making you feel, that sort of thing. So once we remove some of some of those, you know, black and white thinking, um, you know, those mindset things, some of the restrictive rules that we're placing on ourselves, then we start to see that the binge episodes are not happening. Now, the other reason that binge eating occurs most frequently is because of an emotional trigger. Now, this is a little bit harder to unpack because everybody has different coping mechanisms and we all have our own shit. So we're all dealing with, you know, stress in our lives. We're dealing with relationship stress or job stress or, you know, whatever the case may be, we all have our own shit. And oftentimes food is a very easy outlet. It's convenient. It's accessible. It hits on the reward center in our brain, especially when you think about, you know, binging. People aren't binging on broccoli. Like we're binging on uh, basically foods that pack a high calorie punch and they trigger a dopamine response. So we get that that uh, pleasure center activated in our brain. Um, and if you think about it, when we're stressed, we require more energy. Our brain and our nervous system, it's more active. It needs more more fuel. And so you know, our bodies don't distinguish different stressors. So we process stress the same way, whether it's stress from our relationships or stress from lifting weights or you know, stress from whatever, running from a tiger. Um, So that stress response means that we need more energy. And so if you think about it, when it's an emotional stress, we're going to gravitate towards foods that pack a high calorie punch. And we want that instant comfort, that instant sense of of well-being. And that's going to come from a food that hits on serotonin and dopamine. So serotonin is our, our neurotransmitter. That's like our sense of well-being. Dopamine is the reward or pleasure center and something that is, you know, high carb, high fat, um, you know, high in calories, basically any sort of like, you know, sweets or candy or cookies, anything like that is going to hit on all of those things. And oh, by the way, they also will sometimes um, those foods can be basically engineered with glutamate, which is our emotional amplifier. So we've got like this whole cascade of neurotransmitter activity going on that basically sets us up to binge because we get that immediate sense of well-being, that feeling of control, the pleasure center is activated, our emotions are amplified, but it's that instant gratification and it doesn't last very long. So what do we do? We want more of that. So we continue to consume that food that gives us exactly what our body is kind of craving at that time. The key for handling that is to, first of all, do the internal work and find out what that emotional trigger is. Um, Just creating self-awareness is a huge first step. One of the things that I like to have my clients do is to journal when these things occur, Uh, just how they were feeling, how they were feeling before, if they can remember like how they were feeling during and then definitely how they were feeling after what was the circumstance like try to just write down the facts of the situation a lot of the times when you when you start piecing together some of these journal entries you realize that oh 
every single episode episode happened after I had an argument with my spouse. And you realize that there's an emotional trigger. Um, and, you know, that's the first thing is trying to unpack that. Um, and then, you know, we have to find other outlets because, you know, food is a convenient outlet, but it's not the most productive outlet because, like I said, you start to feel this, you know, guilt and this shame and almost like this uncontrollable thing that happened, um, you know, it's it, it can be a pretty vicious cycle. So trying to find other ways to get yourself into the present moment, to be mindful, um, different practices, it, it really is an individual thing. But sometimes just, you know, deep breathing or meditation can help journaling. Like I said, um, just changing your physical environment. That is so huge. Get outside and go for a walk. Um, anything you can do that's going to put you into the present moment, change where you're currently at and it will help you be a little bit more introspective and start to unpack some of the stuff that's going on. Um, the other thing when it comes to the emotional triggers is a lot of times it comes from self, self-sabotage, which kind of goes hand in hand, but I'm going to give some specific examples because there's a little bit of a difference. Um, now, I don't want to like give away too many details. So I have a client who, or had a client, um, this was somebody who reached out to me. I mean, when I say client, I consider everybody who contacts me or communicates with me a client. So this is somebody that I was not working one-on-one with, but this is somebody who um, follows all of my content, uh, follows me on Instagram, messages me frequently. I love to give away free stuff. So just as a quick side note, if you ever have questions, I'm always happy to answer even if we're not working together. So I'm calling her a client, but she's not really a client. Uh, We communicate pretty frequently. And she mentioned that she was having this issue with self-sabotage and um, I had her just do some, you know, kind of mindset work, some stuff that I thought might help. Again, I always put it out there that I am not a therapist. I am not treating any sort of disorder, you know, eating disorder, anything like that. But I do know some strategies that can help from a mindset perspective. And when we're talking about binge eating and self-sabotage, you know, just creating awareness is that first step. And what we were able to unpack was that she was self-sabotaging because she was starting to get noticed. And for her, it was a trigger. She was somebody who kind of wanted to um, be hidden. She didn't want people to notice that she was making changes to her body. She didn't want to be the center of attention. So when she would get comments and compliments that, um, you know, oh, I see you're starting to look leaner or, you know, what are you doing with your, your nutrition? It's paying off. And she would get these comments. It would trigger this self-sabotage because she just wanted to go about her business and not have anybody pay attention to her. Um, so, you know, that is one example where um, you can be self-sabotaging. I had um, somebody else reach out kind of along the same same lines. Um, people ask, this is the reason why I'm doing an episode on this, is because people ask me all the time about binge eating. And, you know, so I wanted to put this out there, but somebody else had emailed and, you know, we kind of went through the same process and it was a relationship trigger. Basically, uh, she was self-sabotaging because she figured that if she got to a point where she was like unattractive or undesirable, uh, then the relationship problems would disappear. So as you can see, it can be complicated and everybody has their own, you know, individual situation that might cause um, those that, you know, the, the binge eating as an outlet. It's something easy that we can control and it makes sense 
from a physiological standpoint. If you think about it from what's going on inside our brains, um, it makes perfect sense. So it's important that if it does happen, that you don't beat yourself up for it. Like we are kind of, the odds are a little bit stacked against us when you add on to the fact that the foods that we typically binge on are engineered to be binged on. Like foods are created specifically to an elicit an overconsumption. Like there's a reason why, uh, I can't remember what food it is, but the tagline is basically, I bet you can't eat just one. Um, because they, the food engineers spent a lot of time crafting the right flavors and textures and everything that goes into that um, to be overconsumed. And when you add stress onto it and you add the demands of, you know, the energy demands of being stressed and you add the neurological component and the neurotransmitters that are being triggered, it kind of makes sense. Like it, it makes a lot of sense why we often have these behaviors. And so that's one of the most important things to realize is that it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human and we all deal with it. And it's something that, you know, again, it's just kind of the nature of the environment that we're up against right now. We have stressful lives. Uh, we have food that was kind of engineered to play on those emotions and to be an outlet. And, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into what response is this going to trigger in the brain? And, you know, food companies want us to buy more of their food. And how do you do that? You make it so that we overconsume them. And um, so I think, you know, when we look at it from a restrictive standpoint, there's obviously a lot we can do there. When we look at from a an emotional trigger, um, you know, the internal work, the mindset work, trying to unpack the root cause, all of that is super important. But then the last thing is to not judge yourself when it does happen, to realize that it happens to pretty much everybody. And, you know, it's even if it's not like if it's once in a blue moon, that's awesome. And, and it doesn't happen frequently. That's great. But it's going to happen sometimes just because, you know, there's times where stress is going to get the best of you. You're going to mindlessly eat. You're going to overconsume. You know, all the things that I talked about are going to happen. Um, the most important thing is to not beat yourself up about it. So realize that I'm human. I was stressed. This happened. Learn from it. You know, try and take each experience as a lesson. Uh, and again, try to develop some practices between, um, you know, internal thinking, mindset work, being more present, being more mindful. Um, all these things will help in the long run, but also the ability to move on quickly is super important and not to make matters worse by feeling bad about what happened. Um, so I think that's really like the main takeaway that I want to leave you with is don't judge yourself for it. Don't beat yourself up for it. Don't try to overcompensate and start down that path of, oh, well, I did this to myself, so now I have to punish myself because that's going to be a cycle that is really difficult to break out of. So we have to look at it as it happened. I accept it. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not something that I need to judge myself for. Give, you know, treat yourself with grace and compassion and go through the steps of, you know, why did this happen? Is there any emotional trigger? How can I find a better outlet? How could I handle it better next time? And just go from there. So I think, um, you know, that's a good, good place to leave off when it comes to just some of the, you know, some of the common things on why we binge eat and, you know, kind of how to, how to move forward and how to handle it. If you guys have any questions, please do hit me up. On Instagram, shoot me a DM um, at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. 
and I will talk to you guys next time.